0: Well, thank you very much. You've done well to make it to the end of the day, and it can feel like a long day by the time you get to to this stage. And I just wanted to say a few words to just wrap up um, what we've heard today, um, just before you leave. This morning we heard, if you can think back that far, we heard about... um, population changes. We heard that we're living longer and that we're entering this phase of many people living with active ageing. So this sense that actually people can age very well, people age in a very heterogeneous way. Um, and that that's, that's great that our health systems are working to keep people living longer. However, people also live with um, a sense of increased dependence and poor health conditions when they age and that that presents a challenge for us as doctors that we need to change the way we deliver services so that we can offer integrated care that really meet the needs of individual patients. So I think one of the speakers said it's not about the historical picture, it's not about the buildings we've got or our traditional professional silos, it's actually about thinking what do patients need and how can we deliver that and I think for us and for our generation particularly that's the challenge we've got, how can we change what we currently do. We need to provide services that are much more flexible and that are responsive to people's needs and we heard from Chris Graham about how thinking about patient experiences of care can really help us de- um, develop different services. When Marianne Talbot spoke after lunch and you heard about what her experiences were as a carer of somebody with dementia, <coughs> that really sort of brought home to me how patient experiences, carer experiences can really be useful in terms of developing um, new ways of doing things and how we can learn from their experiences to improve things. The other thing I think I took away from Marion's talk was about the stories. We heard stories about what it was like to look after her mum, what it was like to be a carer. And that linked a little bit um, with some of the clinicians who said that what old age psychiatry is, is about um, the personality and the experience of the individual. And it is certainly one of the reasons that I went into old age psychiatry is that actually I like the stories of the people that I treat. And I like sitting down to hear what has happened over their lives and how is that affecting the way that they're presenting with their mental illness later on in their lives. All day psychiatry then, so we've got stories, we've got the need to be a good psychiatrist um, and to be a good clinician in terms of a medical clinician as well. So that you can think about polypharmacy, you can think about the physical health needs and that on a very individual level with a patient there is that integrated care in the approach that as a psychiatrist you might take to your patient. There's a need as well in old age psychiatry for quite a rigorous intellectual approach and that's about clinical practice, it's about the ethical and legal aspects um, and, and about um, how you inter- interact with people. To really think about a complex clinical problem and um, all the different facets of that and then how you can help people. So clinical practice requires this intellectual approach and then this afternoon we've heard a bit more about if you wanted to stretch your intellect, um, how else you could do that and research is definitely one of the ways of doing that. Um, We've heard that research is very relevant to your clinical practice, so you need to know about the research basis to the conditions um, that are treated um, in order to provide best care for patients and actually getting involved in research can really complement a clinical career. Um, Emma has talked about different opportunities in terms of funding and really the need for doctors to get involved in research and I think Claire's talk, it really does blow me away I've heard this similar talk before but I mean the scale of what is being done is just totally phenomenal, a few years ago if you did an imaging study and you had 10 cases and 10 controls well wow that would be great and you get published in a really um, good journal and now we're talking about a study with 100,000 people and that's not going to be published by itself, that's going to be joined with a whole other cohort studies. So we're really talking about big data, big networks, big, big collaborations. And if we want to tackle some of these problems, which are not just UK wide, but global, I think that large scale approach is what we really need to think about. So I hope you've enjoyed the day, I hope it has been interesting, varied, inspiring and that um, you've had a chance to meet colleagues and and peers and that it might make you think about old age psychiatry in the future when you're making um, key career decisions. I want to say a few thank yous, just thank you to Health Education England funded the day so we're very grateful to them and we've had support from the Royal College of Psychiatrists as well. A particular thank you to our speakers, and we're only two left in the room now. But honestly, without you, obviously, the conference would be nothing, and I've just been very impressed by the high quality of all the speakers. We're very grateful um, to them. Um, And Sophie is sitting here, and there have been a number of other people who've been involved in organising and supporting the conference, Um, and it's been great to have their help. The last thing is that um, if you've got any questions after the conference about careers in older psychiatry, anything you wanted to ask and forgot to do, I'm very happy for you to contact me. Um, I'm charlotte.allen at psych.ox.ac.uk. My email address is on the website. I'm sure you could contact Sophie too. um, So do get in touch if there's anything else we could help with. So thank you very much. Have safe journeys home and thank you all for coming.